Are you ready, Father O'Brien? I'm ready. Wow. You have made the right decision. You have tuned in to a, another amazing episode of this podcast and radio show here at uh, Peef, 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 Pete FM in Stillwater, America, the Red Dirt Riviera, Red Dirt Country. That's where we are. Uh, and we're just, we're just two, just two pastors, just trying to bring about the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ here in this little neck of the woods. I'm Father Kerry Wakulich, pastor of St. John Catholic Student Center. And as uh, as is typical, but not as, uh, you know, well, I mean, like 98% of the time, my sidekick is Father Brian O'Brien. And and today, that's the same thing. Father Brian O'Brien, introduce yourself. I was going to see how long you were going to go. Well, I can go. Before I, can just keep I going. didn't say anything. Oh, wow. Uh, hey, everybody. Welcome. Happy almost February. Oh, uh, oh, it is there. Indeed. Indeed. We're glad we're glad you're with us. We uh, we are uh, Father Carey does not uh, celebrate milestones as I do, but we are uh, Ooh, approaching what we will uh, in the months ahead. We will uh, be recording our 200th episode. Oh, I thought you were going to say it was my birthday slash your fourth year or your fifth year here in Stillwater. Oh, yeah. Starting or the, my or the dedication, year. the dedication yeah. of the church is coming up. Yours? No, yours, dude. Oh, March 11th. Yeah. March yeah. 11th. Yeah. That's a yeah. We're a month out. It's Lent March is a month is a month away. It's March eleventh. Thought it was March eighteenth. March eleventh is the solemnity of the dedication of Saint Francis Xavier Catholic Church, Stillwater, Oklahoma. Wow. Okay. Yeah, but it happened in two thousand eighteen. <gasps> That's why yeah. I have those numbers yep. stuck in my yep. head. There it is. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah. So January is uh, is uh, behind us basically. And it's been a good month. I think a good start to 2022. Uh, we did a, little, a couple weeks ago. We did like a little less more. Uh, what do I? You know, when you're in your new year, what do I want to do less of? What do I want to do more of? And and uh, t- several things have come to fruition. Um, one of the things I would like to I would like to be like more spontaneous. <gasps> more spontaneous. Jump yeah. up and run around the studio real fast. Uh, no. Well, well, that's, I just, that gave would you, be, I just gave you an opportunity. I would like failed. to be more spontaneous, uh, with things that I want to do. Wow. So picky. And so it's actually been kind of fun. Like, uh, the other day, uh, we had our, a couple weeks ago, we had our, uh, what are called clergy days, which is like our continuing education for priests and deacons. And we had this awesome guy named Dave Van Vickel, um, who was here and he gave a talk at, at the parish. And then the next couple days we had him as priest. Anyway, I thought like on Tuesday night, I thought it was going to end at like seven or eight. And at like four 30, they were like, okay, thanks for coming. Everyone have a great day. And I was like, what, what the heck? <laughs> so I had like two hours, three hours that I did not anticipate a chance to be spontaneous. Whoa. It was great. So what'd you do? It was wonderful. So I called, um, uh, Jonathan and Maggie Gable. Oh yeah, sure. My friends from Tulsa, former, uh, Maggie was, is a teacher at Bishop Kelly. We used to be colleagues. Oh yes. And they, anyway, we went out for dinner and it was lovely. And then I spontaneously was a guest on the Catholic man show. Oh, cheating on us. That night. That wow, night. That's great. Yeah. I love it. It's the second best podcast in Oklahoma. Oh, shots. Fired. But anyway, so I'm just, I'm just working on it, right? Just being a little more, a little more spontaneous with my bad self. Wow. 
So the other fun thing um, that's been happening a lot. So back in October, I don't know if you remember back in October. I don't. But at the parish at uh, St. Francis Xavier uh, in the month of October, we had 11 babies born. It's a lot of babies. That's a baby every three days. Wow. Basically. Now, we have not kept up that pace since. Are those COVID babies as they're being called? Uh, Who knows? knows? Okay, who knows? Okay. Uh But anyway, now uh, all those Uh babies need to be baptized. Okay. Whoa. They should have been baptized. There's been been like a a flurry of uh, uh, post-mass conversations of young couples saying, hey, father, can you baptize my baby? I will say, uh, uh, I'm going to give a little shout out for um, our um, faith, uh, our annual uh, faith and works appeal. Did yeah. I just call it the wrong thing? No, the Faith and Works yeah, annual yeah. appeal for the, the Diocese of Tulsa. Uh-huh. Yeah. And the picture on the poster is the baptism of a baby at, and I looked and I said, I recognize that bald spot on the ground. Not not on the back of your head. Yeah, it's the back of my head. <laughs> it, the Faith and Works annual appeal picture yeah, the posters. Yeah. is a baptism of a sweet nine pound, six ounce little baby yep. at uh, St. Francis Xavier, that is Stillwater, true. America, that is the case. Red Dirt Riviera. Wow. Okay, so I thought maybe a, as a, a by means of a topic for today, Ooh, yes. we could do a little apologetics. Ooh, yes. Explain the word apologetics. Apologia. It means to say I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean that's that most people <laughs> when we talk about like Catholic apologetics or Christian apologetics, it sounds like we're apologizing for all the things we've done wrong. Yeah, but that, those are those are false cognates. But it's yeah. it's like when you say like a gentleman, and I think the real word for gentleman is like a landowner, uh, and oh, not just really? somebody who is kind and open doors or something like that. But uh, apologetics makes us think like um, I'm supposed to apologize for something. Like, please forgive me for being right. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. So. Uh, when we say apologetics, um, so you might, it's kind of a, it's kind of, I would say like a branch of theology. When someone says like, I'm a, I'm a Catholic apologist, that means they are one who uh, stands up for or defends the faith. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, for example, a great resource in the Catholic world, um, especially if we have non-Catholic friends listening, you might just check out Catholic.com. Mm-hmm. Catholic.com is the website of a group called Catholic Answers. Oh, yes. And they're out of San Diego. And they've been doing wonderful work for a long time. It was founded by a guy named Carl Keating, um, who is like a professional Catholic apologist. Um, I remember reading just 20 plus years ago, reading, he wrote a book called Catholicism and Fundamentalism. Oh. And it was just, it just, it was one of like the first for me, like Catholic. I had read like, I mean, I majored in theology in college, but like we didn't, we weren't reading like apologetics. Um, it was, but it just walks through sort of what are the typical sort of objections to Catholic doctrine, uh, Mary and the saints, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, sure. and he just kind of walks through it, paragraph, you know, sort of p- chapter by chapter. But anyway, Catholic Answers is a apologetics group. This is what they do. Um, so on their website, well, Jimmy Aiken, like- Ka- yeah, Jimmy Aiken, Trent Horn, these guys like this. So on their website, Catholic.com, are I mean any kind of objections that one would have to not like I met a Catholic once and he was 
you know, rude to me. (laughs) That was not addressed on this website. Um, But kind of the truth of the faith, the app that when we say the church is, you know, one holy Catholic and apostolic, Um, especially the, like the apostolic part, what do the, the origins of the church, right? Hey, this is this is not something new. I mean, there. Uh, no, this has been going on. Yeah, apologists. I mean, I think the word apologia is both used in Greek and Latin. Yeah, Justin so Martyr like, wrote an apologia in one fifty. I was going to say one twenty. Yeah, but, he's alive in the middle one hundreds. Yeah, yeah. That, they, so it goes way back. This is not a new thing. Uh, like when he wrote, I think he wrote it. Did he write it to the emperor? He wrote the apologia on the mass. You can go look it up and, yeah. and read about the apology on yep. the mass, apology on the Eucharist yep. by Justin Martyr. That's not his last name, but that's how he was. First name Justin, last, last name, name Martyr. Martyr, Which and then he, and then he was a martyr. Yeah. So, I mean, there are there are in the world there are Muslim apologists, there are Jewish apologists, mm-hmm. there are, you know, uh, the Catholic ones are all right. <laughs> uh, <no. laughs> okay. So anyway, what do you so what do you want to apologize talk, about? I want to. I think I would like to tackle the topic of why we baptize babies. <gasps> Baby, 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 baby. Oh, I thought you were going to sing a little Justin Bieber. Uh, I don't know the Justin Bieber. He wrote a song. Didn't he write a song? Baby, come back. Woo. You uh, can blame it all on me. What? Is that, no, is that it? Uh, I don't know if we're allowed to quote Justin Bieber in this studio. Sure. Don, Don says no. He's shaking What's his he? head. No, no. He says think, ZZ Top or nothing. He's a believer. <laughs> he's a believer? Justin Bieber is ah well we'll see he, he had this song and someone showed it to me They're like there's look a at song about li- babies look at this lyrics and he like broadcasting them and then I was like I don't think those are actually scriptural and come to find out they're not anyway so you oh. want to you want to I think so I, anyway why because you go you look at a lot of you look at a lot of Christian churches mm-hmm. so we we all know people who maybe were baptized as infants. Mm-hmm. And lots of there's lots of Christian denominations that baptize infants. Certainly the Catholics do. We yep. started Orthodox. it. Orthodox. The Orthodox. Um, but you'll see it a lot in Lutheran and Methodist yep. churches, kind of the liturgical churches. So then, so let's say someone is, um, I, I think it's, it becomes an issue when somebody maybe grew up in one of those where they're baptized as an infant. And then later in life, they start going to another church that only baptizes uh, kind of kids and up, like believers' baptism. Yes, that you have to, you have to, you have to want to be baptized. Like a baby can't want it, yeah. but we'll do it. We do it anyway because the parents want it for the child. Um, and so then they get baptized again, but not really. But because we would say, are, right, not really, because you've already, you've already been baptized. But they do a baptism for sort of the public or to, to sort of as a way of professing one's sort of adult faith. They are baptized. Right. Um, anyway, so, so they're doing that because they would say, I don't want to put words in their mouth, but they would say like that infant baptism isn't really baptism because a baby can't choose for itself. So anyway, I think, I think that's worth talking about because we believe very strongly. And in fact, the way I'll, I'll get my catechism out here. I, 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 I love the both end of that because there is both infant baptism. And I, I think what is we Catholics, we have 
a, a believer's baptism as well, where, you know, I have, co- I have four college students that are getting baptized this year. Giddy up. Uh-huh. And so they've come to this belief along with the Christian community and their families that they want to be baptized. And it's the same thing along with um, an infant baptism. The, the, the child is being raised by this family to come to believe that God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, has brought them into being to be a child of God and to be saved by Jesus Christ and through his um, cross and resurrection. We're baptized for the forgiveness of our sins. So I, there, there is this harmony that comes with both of them. But if we live in a sort of an exclusive environment, I'm not sure that a dialogue is able to take place. Uh, so what do you, yeah. what do you got? So I just, I, so I have my catechism here. I'm looking at uh, the wonderful paragraphs of the catechism that begin at uh, number 1213 Ooh, on the sacrament of baptism. I won't read it all, but there's there's this beautiful section. So we've actually done a show on baptism before, but I want to focus specifically here on why we baptize babies. Babies! And why, and, and, and why everyone should. And baptize that, their baby? That, yeah. Why yes. Every, yeah, totally. And every person should but, get so baptized. Like, so I think the belief that the child has to wait or, you, you know, you, you have to be eight or 12 or, right. um, you know, or, or a 50 to be baptized, I think is erroneous. Well, I think is erroneous. And the, and the reason why most people disagree with infant baptism is because they say yeah, it what is. What are the arguments against infant the, baptism? The argument against it is it's not explicitly expressed in, in the, in the, um, in the, in, in the, the scriptures. Bible, yes. in the Bible, yes. in the Bible, you can find that scene where Cornelius had all of his house baptized so multiple his, places where it says, yeah, he and he and his whole household. Yeah. Cornelius's slaves even got baptized. And it's like, so like the owner of the house and everybody else gets baptized. And the answer is yes. And so you're not going to find what you're not going to find in scripture is a, is a, is a, an explicit condemnation. I've asked my, my Protestant friends this before, like where, where in the Bible is infant baptism condemned? Huh. Did you hear that that uh, silence? I did. Yes, yeah. That there there's not. It's not it's not there. Now, they would make an argument. Well, Jesus was, you know, 30 years old when he was baptized. And I would say, "Okay, well, you guys baptized 10-year-olds. Hey, wh- wh- why are what? you saying the divine person needs to get baptized? You yeah, saying he's why, so everyone has to be 30 <laughs> when they're baptized?" Um, but anyway, there's no explicit condemnation. And in fact, you can you can look at um, that that Cornelius and his, and his whole household. Correct. Knowing that he had a family, his whole household, it, that you would think that the scriptures inspired by the Holy Spirit would make clear if, if infant baptism were to be, were, you know, were something explicitly condemned, it would say, you know, and everyone in his household, you know, 10 and up was baptized. Everyone in his household, you know, except the children, except the babies uh-huh. were baptized, but it doesn't. Yes. And his whole household. Right. So I, I think there's some, some substance in the church fathers as well. Ooh. Uh, yeah. Um, Remind us what but, the church fathers okay, are. So when, when we say do, that, when, we use okay. that term. So, that, yeah, I mean, we use insider language and outsider language. So the church fathers are the first six centuries of Christianity. Some would say eight up to sort of Maximus <laughs> the Confessor and that age of the of the church fathers. And, and they, oh, they go all the way back to like Ignatius of Antioch. 
who was the third bishop of Antioch. Uh, it's like Peter, somebody else, and then Ignatius. Um, there's all of these people who are theologians and bishops and apologists and martyrs who wrote and gave substance to uh, the early church teaching. So they didn't have the Bible. The Bible is sort of in an infant stage. You know, the Bible's not even put together. For, Which came first, the church or the Bible? The church, because the church it says, came first. because Correct. it says, and uh, 5,000 were added to the church that day at Pentecost. Before the Bible. Before, uh, and yeah. so the, the Bible is making reference to the events. So the Americans don't understand the oral tradition of sort of the Africans in the Middle East, where there's actually people in tribes and in families that their job is to memorize stories. Anyway, so... Like St. Irenaeus, St. Irenaeus is is one of these um, early church fathers, these bishops, Irenaeus of Lyon, who was born in Turkey. And, and he's writing about this as well, about the baptism of, of infants and children. St. Hippolytus, too. I think St. Hippolytus had this uh, really cool line. He said, um, baptize the babies. And if they're old, old enough to speak for themselves, baptize them. And then make sure the parents baptize these these little squirts and and the and the reason why the reason why is because of our belief of the forgiveness of sins of original sin and that's the difference between um catholics and protestants not all of them because there's like twenty seven thousand different groups some people believe in original sin others do not but we our, do our understanding is that there's an original sin that uh, that leads to this concupiscence uh, and this uh, our concupiscence is the our tendency. Yeah. Our disordered desire. We for like evil sin. and sin. Yeah, we you like St. Paul, Paul's got that line. He says, you know, like, I know this is bad, but I do it anyway. There's this thorn in my flesh. Like I keep I keep doing this evil. Um, and so our understanding is like we want to get rid of that original sin. And that's why we baptize. But not only do we want to get rid of the original sin, I'm going to give you a Greek lesson. I don't think you've ever heard this. I would like a Greek lesson. There's this line when Jesus says, go out and baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. When you read it in Greek, it doesn't doesn't say like, go out and baptize in. There's two words for the word in in Greek. You know, there's four loves. Um, There's two words for in. There's two words for eating, like gnaw on and eat like a human being. And there's two words, E-N, E-V, which is N, which is a preposition, and then E-I-S, which is N, which means, is actually means to encapsulate something. Like within. Within, like, yep. like your medicine is encapsulated inside this gelatin pill. And so when Jesus goes out, he says, go out and baptize ace. Literally, he uses the word encapsulate them in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So if we just see baptism as like, oh, yeah, I'm being baptized. I'm I'm affirming that I'm a Christian. Well, yeah. OK, yes. Uh, or, or we say, oh, yes, it's washing away original sin. Well, yes. But then there's this ace to it. E-I-S. This I'm encaps- being encapsulated in the life of the Trinity. And that's what every child is supposed to do and become. Like Jesus says, I want them to be. Let the little children come to me. Why? Why? Because if you see him, you see the father. And if you see see him, you see the father and you're wrapped up in the life of the Holy Spirit. So like you're in the living in the life of the Trinity. Yeah. And why would that why would you not want a baby? One, forgiven of their original of the original sin Uh and then living even from their earliest moments 
in the life of the Trinity. Well, I mean, Father Chris Daigle gave me an example one time. We were chatting, having lunch one Movie time. star? Movie star, Father Chris Daigle? Oh, yeah, that's right. He is a um, Killers of the Flower He's going to be in the, in the new movie. He starred with, uh, starring with Leonardo DiCaprio. He's a priest. And of Robert the, De Niro. Priest of, the, priest of the Diocese of Tulsa. He had this line one time. He said, baptism. When we have a, when a baby is born, we welcome the child into the home. We welcome them in the family and we give them everything. We give them food. We give them clothing. We give them a roof over their head. We teach them how to read. Mm. Why would we not want to give them divine life? We give that them, makes sense to we me. We give them all of these things and we wouldn't give them the most important thing Jesus told us is to bring them into the life of the Trinity, into this divine life. Mm. Like, why would we keep that away from them? And it incorporates, we'd say too, when, when someone is baptized, anyone, an adult or a baby, they are like incorporated, grafted onto the family of the church. Mm-hmm. Um, why would we, why would we want to hold that back? Yeah. Um, that, a, that a baby, this is next, next time you hear a baby crying in church and it annoys you. Um, just think about this, that that baby has as much right to be there as you do. <laughs> that that maybe yeah. you're the most committed volunteer Maybe you donate more money, maybe all of those things. Maybe you're just, your kids are the most perfect, whatever. That baby is as much a Catholic as you are. Well, St. Augustine. So. What's that? Shut it. What's that, what's that line about uh, the crying baby at baptism that he says, St. Augustine is, is alive in the 400s and he says, you're, the baby sees the waters of salvation and goes, Oh, no, no, no. Don't put me in there. And the child begins to then cry out. It's evilness in it is like, stop this from happening. So babies should should cry at their baptism? I don't know. If a baby's still too tranquil, I'd be suspect. They Mm -hmm. usually cry when the cold water is poured on their head. Yes. All right. So this is the catechism. There's three paragraphs. uh, There's there's many. I don't know. There's probably a hundred paragraphs on baptism. These are small paragraphs. These but are these readable. Are three paragraphs on the baptism of infants specifically. That I would like number to, what? Uh, 1250. So if 1251, you're, 1252. If you're out there driving the, the highways of the Central Valley of California and you're thinking like, where do I need to find this when I get home? You just go right to the good old catechism of the Catholic Church. Uh, so 1250 says this, born with a fallen human nature and tainted by original sin, children also have need of the new birth and baptism to be freed from the power of darkness and brought into the realm of the freedom of the children of God to which all men are called. Wow, that was a lot of stuff. That's from the Council of Trent and then also Colossians chapter 1, verses 12 through 14. Colossians 1, I love that. The Council of Trent, Colossians 1. It goes on, 1250. (gasps) There's more? I love this word. Are you ready for this word? I don't even know if you know how much I love this word. The sheer gratuitousness... (laughs) The sheer gratuitousness of the grace of salvation is particularly manifest in infant baptism because I say this a lot. And when I, when I preach at baptisms, the baby hasn't done squat. (laughs) The baby has not earned this. It's, it's the sheer gratuitousness of almighty God, of his goodness, of his mercy, not because of anything we've done. How many people think they have to earn the love of God. That's Pelagianism and that's a heresy. If I just stopped <laughs> sinning, then God would love me more. 
if I just went to church more, God would love me more. If uh-huh. I gave more money, the church would love me more. Bull. It's simply not true. It's not true. God's love is not earned. That's and one of the ways. One of the ways that we see this lived out is that we baptize babies. Ooh, the, the child has done nothing. In fact, the child is like a drain. Yes, <laughs> the child is is not contributing anything to the local economy. <laughs> The child is totally taking up resources of the family. Mom and dad are tired. The baby eats a lot. You spend a lot of money on diapers. It's taking attention away from the other children. All of these things that would say this baby is like totally messing up our family. (laughs) The sheer gratuitousness of Almighty God. It goes on. The church and the parents would deny a child. The church and the parents would deny the child the priceless grace of becoming a child of God were they not to confer baptism shortly after birth? Whoa. And that's from the Code of Canon Law. So when when should a baby be baptized? We would say shortly after birth. Now, if you have a child who's one or two and is not mm-hmm. baptized, don't don't feel bad and don't beat yourself up. But let's go. Let's get let's get that going. Let's get that going. Shortly after birth. Okay. Okay. 1251. Christian parents will recognize that this practice also accords with their role as nurturers of the life that God has entrusted to them. So it's also good for the parents. The child baptism is also good for the parents because, I mean, in our case, in our parish, we we catechize the parents. We have a meeting with them Mm -hmm. where we talk about infant baptism and why it's important. At the, at the baptism itself, the last thing at a baptism is a blessing. There's a blessing for the mother, a blessing for the father, and then a blessing for all those who are, who are present. I don't do a lot of infant baptisms. Yeah, but you have. You know, mm-hmm. you know the deal. Okay, finally, 1252. The practice of infant baptism is an Im- immemorial tradition of the church, meaning it's been around a long time. There is explicit testimony to this practice from the second century on. So explicit second century on. And it is quite possible that from the beginning of the apostolic preaching, when whole households receive baptism, infants may also have been baptized. That's, if you want some scripture, Acts of the Apostles 16.15, Acts of the Apostles uh, uh, 18.8, and 1 Corinthians chapter 1. So there. Well... That's all I have to say about that. That's it? I mean, that's that's what those are the three paragraphs in the catechism. Oh. On specifically on infant baptism. Um, but the church fathers loved it. Mm-hmm. Scripture certainly doesn't condemn it and doesn't out and doesn't prohibit it. And in fact, right. there's significant evidence that babies were baptized from from the very beginning can can i use a uh, analogy from the the uh, the uh, kind of church history you know they they use this uh, these sort of images from the old testament to to talk about theology they talk like mm. um boy the first adam denied god by a um by a tree and so sin came into the world so the new adam jesus christ was faithful to his heavenly father and died upon a cross yeah, died okay. on a tree. Died on a tree. You can also look at that as the early church looked at it as the Red Sea. Like the family of God, if you wanted freedom from slavery to sin and death, 
you had to walk through the Red Sea. Pass through water. Pass through the waters. Yep. The Red Sea. Um, not the Red Sea, meaning that that strip of water between um, Africa and Saudi Arabia, but the Reed Sea, that, that Reed. And uh, Jim, oh, um, what's his name? Jimmy Aiken had a really cool. Yeah, he like, works for Catholic. Uh, Catholic he, he had a really cool little episode on his. Um, Mysteries of the Universe or something like that. Um, podcast. Yeah, yeah, his podcast about how that whole area works and wind and stuff mm, like that. And this neat. sort of natural effects of wind and rain and water. Anyway, the family has to go through this. And just like the Jordan River, you know, the Jordan River, in order for the family of God, for the 12 tribes of Israel to be in the promised land, they have to go through the waters of the Jordan River. And, and so there's this like, you don't get a choice. Because yeah, it, slavery is on one side of the water and freedom is on the other side. Exactly. And even the, even in the mikvah in the temple, you in order to get into the temple, you had to be washed. You had to be bautizo. You had to go through the mikvah and be washed. Mm. I mean, there's just like there's this necessity. And that's other. all in the in the baptismal rite, both for adults and for children. It's um, there's a blessing of the water and the blessing, you know, oh, yeah. walks through the the history of water in scripture from Genesis where God breathed on the waters. But then I mean, part no, uh, of it is. You know, we say to God, you freed the children of Abraham from the slavery of Pharaoh, bringing them dry shod through the waters of the Red Sea to be an image of the people set free in baptism. So there's that's that that beautiful scriptural image is there. So all that is worth all that is worth thinking. Of, thinking. Or Peter, through. Peter, like eight were saved by the waters of baptism. He writes in his yep, letter. Yep. Oh, wow. So anyway, all that is just so beautiful. If you are in need of baptism, if you have never been baptized, we want to talk to you. Come see us. If you're a student at OSU, go see Father Carey. Uh -huh. If you're not, come see me. We would love to see you. We are the Pastors of Pain, and we hope you have a great week. God bless you. <laughs> Peace. We are the Pastors of Pain. <laughs>